0: To this episode of OCR Radio, we have Dr. Sarah Duval. She is an adventure sport athlete at heart, and Sarah takes functional training to a whole new level with her physical therapy practice. In her unique approach to treating patients, she believes in teaching, fully understanding every aspect of the injury, and in complete healing. So when she's not hanging off the side of a mountain, Sarah enjoys writing and presenting at coreexercisesolutions.com. So welcome, Sarah. We are here to talk about some pull-ups.
1: Yes, ma'am. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for being here. So we are going to talk about pull-ups. Um, some people may think that pull-ups are just a very simple get-out-there, pull-your-body-up. Um, they may think that they are not doing as many pull-ups as they'd like because they're lacking strength, but you're going to let us know that there's a whole lot more to pull-ups than just getting out there and pulling yourself up on a bar, right?
1: Absolutely. I, uh, As a physical therapist, we have the ability to make anything complicated. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely. So let's talk about this from a physical therapy standpoint. You usually see people when they have injured themselves from maybe improperly doing pull-ups, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I see shoulder pain, uh, wrist pain, and elbow pain from bad form on pull-ups.
0: Yeah, so you have been seeing a lot of these pains and injuries for quite a while, right? So can you tell us a little bit about your background.
1: So um, my background is I started as a personal trainer back in 1999. Um, I've, I've always really been in the fitness. I was a college athlete um, and basically always done a sport at every period of my life um, and then went to physical therapy school, graduated that in 2005 and then went back in 2008 for my doctorate.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So you, um, not only do you fix badass athletes, but you are a badass rock climber yourself, right? So how many, um, how many pull-ups can you do?
1: Um, the most pull-ups I have ever done at any one point in my life without taking a break is 18.
0: Wow, that's impressive.
1: (laughs) That's really impressive. I can't do that many right at this moment in time (laughs) because I'm spending too much time in front of a computer.
0: (laughs) Right? (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) Oh, man. So let's go ahead and jump right into what common mistakes you see people making when they're trying to perform tasks such as pull-ups or, since this is OCR radio, um, maybe monkey bars, something like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything where you're holding onto a bar and controlling your body weight. Um, starting from the top down, utilizing the wrong grip. Uh, so I see a lot of uh, wrist and elbow injuries from people that tend to over grip with their index finger and their thumb instead of weighting more through their pinky and their ring finger.
0: Okay, so can you say that one more time? Because I think, I mean, I know I'm sitting here concentrating on my... Okay, fingers. so hold your
1: hand up for me. Okay, And take your index finger and your thumb and put them together. Done. Okay, so you know you form the okay sign. So people will tend to over grip with their index finger and their thumb. So if you're holding your hand up like you're gonna give somebody a high five, you yep. tend to put more pressure on the inside of the arm than the outside. Okay. Okay, so let's think about um, muscle utilization. If I'm putting more pressure on the inside of the arm, I'm going to come more from rotator cuffs, anterior delt, hex, um, all right, biceps tendon. So I'm going to be taking the structures on the inside that aren't meant to be doing that much work for that movement. And I'm going to so be trying to use things that aren't meant to do that job. Versus if I put more pressure through my pinky and my ring finger. So hold that hand up again like you're giving somebody a high five. Curl your pinky and ring finger. Do you feel how it makes you want to turn your arm open?
0: Yes, I'm using more of my rear delts and my lats. Yes. Got it. You got it. Those muscles are much bigger and stronger,
1: huh? They are much bigger and stronger. So when I see people, um, elbow injuries specifically, they are almost always over gripping with the inside of their hand than utilizing the outstand. So um, when I'm working with these athletes, I'll have them take their index finger off the bar. Okay. So that's an exercise that so, we can try. I mean when you're yeah, when you're when you're max you know, when you're when you're in the midst of competition, by all means hold on with everything you right. have. <laughs> but when you're training and you're you're focused on what you're doing and you're let's say you're doing something like you're uh, doing a lat pull down or you're pulling a band like doing a row i mean anything where you're just pulling it doesn't have to be pull ups. um take your index finger off of the handle or off of the bar and then that will automatically force you to hold on the outside which you might not be able to do as many because wow you just opened up a whole set of muscles (laughs) that you haven't been using (laughs) um so just a fun interesting story um when you talk about injuries and things that can go wrong, um, I often see an overuse of the rotator cuff uh, instead of the lats. Okay. Especially we hear a in lot climbers, of
0: rotator cuff uh, injuries.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, especially in climbers, I see women trying to climb and and they're overusing the rotator cuff and they're ending up with shoulder pain. Um, and they, you look at them and they don't have any lats. Yeah. <laughs> you can see lats. Look at the surfer. You know, yep. lots are, lots of very large muscles. So if you don't have that hourglass or that, you know, triangle type figure, um, when you look at yourself in the back in the mirror, you need to work on some lat strength. Um, so I worked with this one woman who, um was into, uh, was into the racing like you and um, and she's been trying to do a pull-up for I don't know five or ten years and she was only able to do one pull-up no matter how hard she worked so she finally was able to do one pull-up and just could never seem to break past that plateau and then so I'm watching her work out and I'm like well you're gripping on the inside and you're utilizing nothing but your rotator cuff. you're never engaging her lats Uh So I got her to widen her grip a little bit, pick up her index finger, and she couldn't do a pull-up at the time because it was the first time she'd ever tapped into her lats. Yeah. So sometimes you have to take a step backwards, which most people don't want to feel weaker. So sometimes you have to take a step backwards to get the right muscles to fire to then get a whole lot stronger in the long run. Think about it as building the right foundation. Oh, so if you're using great. the wrong muscles to try and pull your body up, you're you're building muscle on top of a poor foundation. It's never going to be able to support it.
0: Yeah, and that's how you end up with injuries.
1: And that's how you end up with injuries. You're overusing small muscles that are not meant to be hauling your body weight around.
0: Wow, that's such great information because I feel like most people, yeah, uh, we kind of tend to grip with that, um, the index finger and the thumb because that's kind of the meatier part of the hand. Um, but, yeah, that's a great tip. So pick up your index finger and work on.
1: And I'm not sure where that um, came about from because if you watch a baby, yeah, they tend to have a pretty loose index finger on gripping things. They tend to grip things more with the lateral aspect and naturally recruit their lap. So I'm not sure what we do from the time we're, you know, three. Yeah. I mean, there's something. Yeah. I don't know what we do for the time we're three or the time we try to do follow-ups, but something is rewiring our systems improperly because you look at, you know, a small child and they're doing it correctly.
0: Yeah. And texting and, and the mouse with the computer, I
1: think. <laughs> Yeah. No kidding. I mean, look at all the things where we're rolling in writing, yeah. sign, motor skills. Yeah. I mean, holding a pencil from a young age.
0: That's a good point. That is a very good point. Wow. You're right. But um, the natural, that's the natural tendency. That's a great exercise or um, great tip on on changing up the exercises. Totally going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time.
1: especially if you have elbow pain. Yeah. Um,
0: Which well, you see a lot of. It's, it's easy to end up with those
1: overuse injuries, right? And try and grip as loosely as possible for everything.
0: That's good information, too. Um, so it's, tend to hold on, and especially yeah, as you, OCR athletes, we do a lot of grip strength exercises. And you know, I mean, I'm totally guilty of just going for time, spending more time there um, versus working on the technique.
1: Well, and you only have so much time in each muscle, right? Mm-hmm. So before it wears out. So you think about doing your obstacle course, um, or for me, for climbing a mountain, I only have so much forearm strength. Yeah. So if I over grip, I'm going to wear my forearms out and they're not going to be able to sustain me for the entirety of the, the exercise of the program. Mm. So gripping is loosely. So I'm fine with forearm training. I think it's fantastic. I think we should all do it. Um, but when you're actually, um, you know, outside that narrow window of training for it, when you're actually doing your sport and other exercises where you're not trying to train it, loosen up that grip and you'll last longer.
0: Mm, that's really good information. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So we are going to take just a really quick break and we will be right back. Hey, we're new. We could use a review, click the ratings and review button and leave us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Hi, and welcome back. So Dr. Sarah, um, What kind of exercises or warm-up type movements would you recommend for us to get started with uh, working on pull-ups and making sure that our shoulders and lats are engaged and ready to to work it?
1: Yeah, um, this is a great question. So before we jump into the warm-up, let's look at um, the best way to train this type movement. Perfect. So, you're going to focus on being sport specific okay so this is this is really crucial so if you want to have more upper body pulling strength you need to work more upper body pulling exercises. Things really are sport specific. Uh, you know that basic simple concept that sometimes people forget like, oh, I exercise and I'm in shape. Well, you're not in shape for that sport. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, go to the park and do monkey bars. Um, although they leave horrible calluses. I don't know how you guys train at parks.
0: Oh, they're rough. I just deal okay, with it. Um, I have man hands a little bit.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> Tougher, tougher than me. Okay, the rock, the real mountain does not hurt you as much as monkey bars do. Interesting. <laughs> okay, so warm up exercises, um, getting your scapula moving and engaged. So remember how we talked about over gripping and um, using your biceps when yeah. you should be using your back muscles. Yes. So really utilizing the warm-up to get your back firing to say, hey, I have back muscles here. Wake up and work. Do these <laughs> pull-ups for me. Help me grip this bar. Help stabilize my body. Um, so I love doing scapula shrugs. Okay. So what I mean by that is hang from the bar completely straight and just let everything relax down. So your shoulders are coming up by your ears and you're just letting everything go. And then without letting your elbows or your wrists bend, engage your scapula down your back so you pick your body up.
0: Ooh, say that one more time because I'm totally doing okay. this. I think the listener is probably doing this too.
1: Yes, yeah, so bring your arm up above your head. Imagine you're hanging on a bar. Now just let everything fully hang down. So your ears are coming up by your shoulders. You're fully relaxed and you're hanging. And then without letting your elbow bend at all, engage your scapula to lift your body up. So they're going to be small. You're only going to move a couple inches. But you should feel your scapula, your shoulder blades, moving down your back, and these are mm-hmm. called scapula shrugs. And I love doing them for a warm up for any type of body weight pulling exercise. Yeah, because as soon as really you good. bend your elbow, you're kicking in your bicep. Yeah.
0: And so, speaking of this, do you see um, do you see like torn biceps and things like that whenever people have improper oh, yeah. grip? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and just biceps tendonitis. So you just start frying on that biceps tendon and aggravate it because it's doing more work than it should be doing.
0: Uh, yeah. Huh. I like that warm up. That's really good. Um, about how and, many would you recommend somebody do?
1: Um, depends on what kind of shape you're in. Yeah. Okay, so, so just until you can really feel it firing. Yeah, you're going to be able to do like five, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is part of my workout. But if you're in great shape, you're going to need to do ten to fifteen and okay. a few sets before you start to feel like your scapula is warmed up. Oh, cool. Um And then another favorite warm up exercise of mine is um, Ys and Ts. Ooh, so okay. you know, bringing your um, so bringing your arms. So you're going to think about making a T or making a Y with your arms. Okay. You know, like the YMCA dance? Yes. Yeah. So, but instead of doing them, like a lot of people do them face down, where they just lift in a short um, end range motion. So instead of doing that, I like to do them with a cable or a band where I'm going through full range. Okay. So like if I'm going to do a T exercise on a cable, I'll stand perpendicular to the cable, arm straight out in front of me, holding the weight. and open so my scapular coming back and down or you can do it with those arms facing the band um hook it around something so yeah so full range y's and t's are great for getting that scapula moving across your back getting those lats engaged getting those middle traps engaged um, you need lots of scapula strength
0: yeah well and i mean it's just it just makes sense you know whenever whenever you talk about it because just think about how big your lats are and how much stronger they are when you actually engage yeah, them. And,
1: and those mid-back muscles. So um, this is a great analogy. Um, I heard Charlie Weingroff use it, and he is um, fabulous PT in the, in the lifting world. Um, but he was talking about your shoulder being like a cannon in a canoe. So when your delt muscle fires, it's like the cannon going off. Oh. All right. Now, whether or not the cannon in the canoe smashes the canoe against the rocks, so the canoe is your rotator cuff is determined by how strong your anchors are and your anchors are your scapula muscles. All right. Do uh, so you think mid-trap strength, lower trap strength, how strong that scapula is secured to your back compared to how much that anterior delt wants to fire determines whether or not you shred your rotator cuff.
0: Huh. That's, that's a really great analogy. I've never heard anything. It like is.
1: Yeah, I love it. Wow. You, fabulous PT um, for heavy lifting. So, um, yeah, so that's a great cannon in the canoe. So just think every time that delt goes off, that's your cannon going off because that delt is going to fire whether or not you are hurting your shoulder. So it's like you ask your arm to pick up, to to reach for that bar, to jump for that rope or whatever you're doing. And it's like saying, ah, there's a tiger chasing me. So your delt is going to fire because it doesn't know any better. Yes. It's not like, oh, wait, don't fire. I have an imbalance in my (laughs) scapula. No, it's not going to say that. It's going to fire. And then your poor little rotator cuff and your bicep tendon are going to get shredded because they're not getting protected by adequate scapula strength.
0: That's good. That's really good. So so if somebody is just getting started – in OCR racing in if they want to be an American Ninja Warrior or a climber or something like that, if they are completely new to any kind of overhead movement, where should they start? Because I feel like, you know, we spend so much time at the computer with our hands in front of us, down to our sides. Um, overhead is, is new.
1: It's a hard, yeah, it's a hard position. Um, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, I would say, as with everything, start with awareness. Okay. So being able to feel what's working and how it's working, understand where your lats are, be able to feel your middle traps firing. And if you don't know what these muscles are, look them up. Um, there's great resources on the Internet. So be able to identify them, be able to feel them, be able to tell if your scapula are moving and engaging. Um, so, you know, there's a variety of different exercises that are all fantastic, Um I love body weight rows. Okay. So if you have a pull-up bar that goes in a door frame, you can move it down. So you can be under it like a reverse plank. So you're thinking plank with your arms out straight. Or if you don't have a pull-up bar, you can just lay under your kitchen table. Yeah. And hold on to the edge of the table. Right? So make yep. it simple. Or like a picnic table. out of the table. Yeah. Yeah. The bike rack. The county Park, Yeah. Yeah, there you go. The so reverse.
0: <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. There you go. So, yeah,
1: not me. Creative <laughs> is a gym. here. <laughs> yes, everywhere is a gym. So you can do some of these reverse push-ups or, you know, rows, bodyweight rows. Um, and they're a great way to really feel your scapula engaging. And they're a lot easier than pull-ups, but they really get your scapula moving. Um, so I found they're a nice complement exercise.
0: Yeah, I love those. I have um, a lot of my lifestyle clients do those. So they work out at home and yeah, like maybe they're not ready for a pull up yet, but you can do that reverse pull up, um, you know, put your feet further out to make it harder, a little bit closer, like a tabletop to make it a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, like, you know, and, and would you recommend that somebody really start with that versus trying to like muscle through a pull up?
1: Well, I mean, if you want to be able to do pull ups, you need to do pull ups. Remember, we talked about sport specific. So yeah. if you want to be able to do pull-ups, you <laughs> got to get the pull-ups. Um, but I recommend starting with the eccentric, okay. because we're stronger in eccentric motion than we are concentric. So grab a chair, um, pull it over to the pull-up bar or whatever, stand on it, jump up, hold it at the top, lower down, jump up again, hold it at the top, lower down, um, and then do that until you burn out. And then because right there's an overload principle. Yeah. If you're not overloading, you're never going to get stronger. So you know, go until you burn out and then repeat it again, and then eventually you'll be able to do a pull-up. So, But great. that comes back to making sure you're firing the right muscles. To so focus on that eccentric loading, keeping your shoulders down away from your ears as you lower down from the pull-up, keeping your lats engaged, and then not over-gripping with that index finger, which is hard when you're in the throes of trying to do a pull-up. Especially yeah. if you're in a gym and everybody's watching you. <laughs> Seriously. So I think of the pull-up as being just such a confidence exercise. Yeah. You know, you yeah. just walk into a room and feel confident. If you walk into a gym and you can crank out a set of pull-ups, you just feel confident. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right.
0: We're going to take a really quick break and we will be right back. Do you have a show guest you'd like to hear from? Maybe you would like to be interviewed. Emails podcast at ocr dot com. Hey and welcome back. I want to go ahead and move on to who is most likely to injure themselves when starting with monkey bars or pull-ups or um, you know, getting into to OCR racing, that kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. Um that's a great question. <laughs> It's a hard one to answer. I mean, who is most likely to injure themselves? I've seen 60-year-old men with injuries. I've seen 26-year-old stay-at-home moms with injuries who start doing overhead pulling body control type exercises. Um, So I'm going to say anyone who's overloading the wrong muscles trying to do a pulling activity and doesn't listen to their body. That's another big one. Your body sends you warning signs. Oh, it tweaks my shoulder a little bit know it back off and probably don't work out the next day. Live to work out another day instead of continuing to push through that tweak feeling until you've really got a full-blown injury. So just being smart, you know, listening to your body. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and I that's really the answer I was kind of looking for because, um, you know, you just don't know. Uh, and sometimes it's the people who look the most fit who end up with the worst injuries Um you know, because because they muscle through it, and um, and a little bit of over. Yeah, those A types, you
1: know. <laughs>
0: yeah, those A types.
1: <laughs> yeah, those A types. Uh, I had this one patient who used to say, "You have to listen to the dashboard signals. It's like your body is trying to tell you something. You got to read the dashboard, you know, and that check engine lights on. You have to respect it." Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, I like to override it, but then I end up in an office like yours,
1: <laughs> yeah, and then you end up having to take off a mandatory six to eight weeks to heal the injury when you might have only had to take off a day,
0: yeah, yeah. So that's where I think, too, um, it's so important to you know, because a lot of people who are listening to the show probably dominate in their career field and they dominate in. Um, A lot of things that they do while they're listening to this to learn how to get into obstacle course racing and where they're going to dominate. But, um, you know, if you don't start at the basics, um, you know, I'm totally guilty of this. If you don't start at basics, then you're going to maybe injure yourself
1: and have to start back over from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. and then if you don't listen to your body, and I find that's the experience that comes with age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you hurt yourself a few times, and then you're, well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I've seen patients who keep hurting themselves, but you hope at some point you learn to start listening to your body and, uh, you know, respecting where it's at at that. Given moment in time,
0: yeah, yeah, and learning to to build from the basics. So, um, so as somebody progresses, we talked about some very beginner things that they could do. Um, do you have some recommendations for intermediate exercises that will build strength? Because a lot of, um, you know, I know eventually, yes, we have to just do higher volume training, which is more reps. But what else um, could we do in addition to the more reps? Or what is a smarter way to do more reps so that we don't end up with an overuse injury?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love doing low reps and really heavy weight. Okay. So as heavy as I can, um, you know, I'm a small girl. <laughs> yes. As heavy as I can lift, you know, for six, maybe eight reps max. And I found that puts on the most strength, you know, and then I might do anywhere between two and four sets, depending on, you know, how intrigued I am with the exercise and how bad I want it. Uh, It's really hard to push yourself in a four step. But, um, you know, that's six to eight reps, just lifting heavier um, and not lifting, like you're saying, not lifting more reps. So don't stick with that medium weight where you're doing, you know, 10 to 15, you're just Really, uh, overloading your body um, with more. Uh, you look at uh, overuse injuries; yeah. generally, happen from just doing a lot of something. Yeah. yeah. So you know, like that. construction <laughs> worker, continuing a hammer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so staying away from the doing a whole lot of it. Like let's go for let's go for change here and you know crank that weight up a little heavier. So, And then one really great warm-up exercise that I uh, didn't get a chance to mention is push-ups. So okay. working opposite muscle groups yep. and working them correctly, because I've seen a lot of people murder the push-up. Yeah. So using a push-up with some eccentric scapula control is really great. Um, and really having a strong serratus anterior to balance out your scapula is uh, key for a healthy shoulder for overhead movement.
0: Now, that's that's a really good point. Um, and then I think, too, like well, how you said people murder push-ups. Um, a lot of times <laughs> I'll have um, beginners that really, you know, they don't have the core strength there yet necessarily. And so their entire push-up suffers. And so what a lot of times... I'll do is have them start with an incline push up to where they're doing a push up mm-hmm. at an incline so that they're really focusing on contracting the proper muscles. Um versus yeah, absolutely. just yeah, saggy uh because you could hurt yourself that way.
1: Yeah, it's a great regression. Um and I like that preferable to being down on your knees because I think it keeps the angle of the shoulder um, in a healthy place. So Definitely working on head alignment with the push-up, keeping your head back in line with your body, right? It's an exercise to work your chest. So you don't want your head to lead the way. You want your chest to lead the way.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. And then keeping your same thing with your belly. So keeping your stomach tight, keeping that core engaged like you're talking about. Keeps it in your chest, works what you're supposed to be working and your goal of what you want to work. So I have people who will do a ton of push-ups And the same thing with the pull-up, like they'll do a ton of push-ups and I'm like, well, where did you feel that? Oh, I felt it in the front of my shoulder. Man, that really works my arms. I'm like, where are you supposed to feel a (laughs) push-up? Well, you're supposed to feel in your chest. I'm like, all right, well, where's the disconnect? And it's like, for the first time ever in their exercise history, they have actually thought about where they're supposed to feel an exercise
0: yeah that's a really good point um and y- y- you've mentioned before that the stronger the athlete the better we are at cheating the proper form right
1: <laughs> mhm absolutely
0: yeah so i have to say that i am guilty of that as well i have these really powerful shoulders and i tend to um rely on them a lot so versus the proper muscles because i can <laughs> that's it's yeah, really because wild. you
1: can, and you can probably do more that way. Yeah. I mean, if you take a step back and do a push-up perfectly, it's going to be hard.
0: Yeah, and it is every It's going to be
1: really hard. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't mean you stop trying to do it the right way, right? Because <laughs> eventually you'll put a Absolutely. The
1: <laughs> and, then, uh, and then handstands. Oh, handstands, So if okay. you're – well, Ian, you look at just overworking. So, you know, because I'm seeing a bunch of climbers because um, it's the sport I'm currently in. And we're doing tons of overhead stuff. We're doing tons of overhead pulling. And most of them have so much overhead pulling strength. You know, they can crank out pull-ups, no problem. But their overhead pushing strength is severely lacking.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And teaching an overhead press correctly can be very difficult, um, right? You've got to have core alignment, hip alignment, not cheating with your back, um, proper range of motion in your shoulder. But if you do a handstand, put your feet on the wall or down on a box to make it modified even more, I generally find people have an easier time connecting their core and getting their shoulders in a more natural position because their hands are fixed on the ground.
0: That's a really great point. And definitely OCR racers experience that if you're doing a lot of, um, you know, pull up Motion uh, training, then you know how much are you actually doing, like handstand kind of stuff to balance that out?
1: Yeah, and that's a great way to keep injuries at bay. So, working those opposition muscles, you're going to keep such great balance in the body um, versus just doing the pulling activities.
0: Mm, and that's what the whole point is, right? <laughs> we want to keep being yeah, able exactly.
1: to race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the, the more you can train and the less time you have to take off, the stronger you can get. So injuries really hinder your performance because you take away from your training time. Oh, that's good. That's really good.
0: So where can people find more information about you?
1: Um, website is great. I've got a newsletter and a YouTube channel. So coreexercisesolutions.com. It was fun being on the show and uh, I really enjoy exercise. So it's just, I'm passionate about getting people stronger and getting people stronger the right way. and. Seeing how great of an athlete I can make someone, it's just a, you know, it's a really fun challenge. So I I love it.